Hi, and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and today we're going to talk about something called interstate succession laws. Uh, These are laws that come into play when someone passes away without a will. If you pass away without a will, then you don't have a plan in place to tell the world who gets your stuff. Therefore, the court is going to have to look to the statutes to determine who gets what. And those statutes, or those laws, are called interstate succession statutes. So let me just take you through the scenario. I have a married person a married person who passes away and is survived by their spouse in that scenario under the law the spouse would get a hundred percent of the assets of the decedent if there were no children of the married and no children of the decedent the only person left was the spouse then the spouse would get everything even if that person had brothers and sisters and parents, doesn't matter. If you've got a surviving spouse and no children and you pass away, then your spouse gets 100% of your assets. If you have a surviving spouse and one child, then the surviving spouse gets 50% and the child gets the other 50%. That's if you don't have an estate plan in place, meaning if you don't have a trust or a will in place then the only thing the court can do is look at the actual law to see who gets what. So that's kind of how it goes, and it goes down the line. So if you pass away and you don't have a spouse and you don't have any children, but you still have parents that are living, then the parents would get your stuff. Um, If only one parent is living, then they would get 100% of the assets. If there were two parents, they would split it 50-50. If you pass away with no spouse, no kids, no parents, then the court would look to see if you have any siblings. If you do, then the siblings would split your stuff. And it goes down the line if you're getting my drift here. So if you pass away with no kids, no spouse, no parents, no siblings, then we go into more remote heirs like uncles and aunts and cousins, and you just keep going down the list. Something that is an is a popular misconception that I hear a lot is, well, I need an estate plan because I don't want the state of Nevada to get my stuff. This comes from the Nevada interstate succession statutes. If you pass away and you absolutely have no heirs that the court can find, then the only answer for the court is to give your stuff to the state. It's very rare that this happens, but it does happen. So um, that is an incentive to make sure that, you know, you have a plan in place so that you choose who gets what and the court isn't choosing for you. Um, Just to remind everyone, because I I did a whole four-part series on probate, what happens when someone passes away is that the court has to get involved if there are assets that need to be transferred to the heirs. That's called probate. So probate is the process to transfer the decedent's assets to their heirs, meaning that the judge needs to order that the assets are transferred to the proper people. So when someone passes away, whether you have a will or not, you are going to have to go through probate unless you plan ahead. 
And that's where a trust comes into play a lot. It's a very popular estate planning tool that I won't get into in great detail right now, uh, but I did want to mention it because trusts can avoid probate. If you set them up and you fund them continuously, you can absolutely avoid probate court. And most people want to avoid probate for the people they leave behind because probate is time consuming, it can be expensive, and it just delays the whole inevitable. You know, they've already had the person that you're leaving behind or the people that you're leaving behind, they already have to deal with your passing. You probably don't want them to also have to deal with going to court and deal with a judge and paying an attorney so that they can get your stuff. Um, that's why a lot of people choose a trust when they're thinking about estate planning. At a minimum, a will is necessary if you want to control who gets what, because if you don't have that will, then, like I said, we're going to the, the statutes, we're going to the law. The only thing the court can do is look to the law and give it to whoever it says is supposed to get it based on the law. And like I said, that just goes down the list. If you, if you have a surviving spouse, everything goes to your spouse. If you don't have any kids, you know, then it's all going to the spouse. If you have a kid and a spouse, then it's 50-50. Another thing that people ask me is, what if I have, what if there's a spouse and two kids, then how's it split? Um, the court always, no matter how many kids are involved, the spouse always gets a third and the kids split the other two thirds. So it doesn't matter if there's five kids, they're going to split two thirds of the estate. It's going to be split between them, but the spouse will get one third. So that's all I have for you today. As always, if you have any questions or you want to talk more about estate planning in general, please feel free to call my office. I do offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults, so I can at least tell you if you're in the right direction, if you actually need an attorney, um, give you some ideas about what to do if we're talking about your estate plan. I'd love to talk to you. Um, please comment also. Feel free to email if you have any comments or you have any suggestions for uh, future topics and I'll talk to you next time.